And the funny is about to get turned. <laughs> yeah, now, on. now I can turn on the charm. <laughs> yeah. Get oh, ready God. for those chuckles, America. Do you guys? Is it? I've I've been meaning to ask. Is it like with me? Because I I know that personally, I have a physical switch on my body that I flip when I want the funny to turn on. Do you guys have one of those? Where is yours? And then I'll tell you if I have one too. It's tucked in my. Ooh, I like where this is going. <laughs> folds. Oh, tucked in a fold. Mm-hmm. Right. It's tucked in several folds. I have to kind of move parts of my bulk around <laughs> so that I have access to the switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have to stretch. I got to limber up before I can do it. But when I find it, <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, that funny comes oh, right boy, on out. But man. <laughs> yeah. Is it a is it a switcher? Is it a clicker, popper or a twister? <laughs> Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Oh, golly, it is hot. Hot. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, that my, animated oh podcast my, about that real cartoons. Sun is beating down on my on my porcelain skin. <laughs> uh, it just it just beats it beats down like like how you beat eggs, you know, when you're cooking or whatever other words you can think of to that mean beat. It, it's beaten. It's beating me to death. My name's Andy. I'm Austin, and I'm your and I'm your Southern Belle, Rory. And give a country gal like me the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it is so it's so hot. Uh Rory Rory gave me a real fun idea earlier when he was when he was talking about how hot it is. And he was he was saying how, you know, we might have to take a break or two during this this up this podcast episode. These, these so bloomers can, are wearing me down. <laughs> he can he can take some of these bloomers off, maybe piece by piece. And I think I think today we're a stripper podcast. You know, we're doing a little cute strip tease for, for how it's hot, hot it is. It's hot oh, are we here. country strippers? We're, we're country strippers. <laughs> and our we're, good we're, friend <laughs> Usher's come to town. <laughs> We are down home, country strippers. Don't tell our parents; they'd be so disappointed in where we've ended up. But we're living our own lives the damn way we want to. God damn it! And we're hot, and we're taking off. Tabitha, of those ankles. <laughs> Put them <laughs> back in the carriage. We're living our goddamn best lives, and we're fully yeah. clothed now. But you just give us time. Don't you just worry about by it. By the end, we're gonna be we're gonna have to have it all out there. We're gonna be snakes. <laughs> we're gonna be snakes in a pile. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be nothing oh. but our we'll be nothing but our snake core. <laughs> I want to step in here and uh, and just make sure that our listeners know that by the end of the podcast episode, we will not in fact be a snake pile. That is disgusting. <laughs> I will have returned to my truth's form, for I was just born a, a snake. Like all of us down here in the country, we're born piles <laughs> of snakes that we put on human skin. A snake coiled around a mint julep. <laughs> Just a little, a little fun Cajun voodoo turned me into a be- turned me from a snake to a man. <laughs> I like this triple theme we have going on because we're country and I'm get, I'm strippers that are snakes. <laughs> You don't have to be snakes. You don't have to be snakes. Only maybe only maybe only me is the snake. I don't know. (laughs) Are you you one snake that is also two snakes? You I'm one snake. Frankly, Rhett, I don't give a snake. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't hiss a damn. Yeah, I think we'll find I, it. I'm starting to feel a little <laughs> mocked for my proclivities. <laughs> wait, wait. Fang, a little derided. Fangly, my dear. I'm taking off my socks and it's time <laughs> to put my feet up on the ottoman and watch a little bit of Ring Raiders. Oh, yeah? Is that what we'll do? Yeah. While we're, the socks we're... are off, everyone. An article has been removed. The first dare completed. <laughs> The first one, it sucks. <laughs> is are we? Is this is is this a themed set? Like we're we're not just like in a normal strip club or whatever. Like we're in like a nice sitting room, like a, you know, like Grandpappy's. Yeah, Grandpappy's parlor, and everyone's sort of around us smoking cigars, and and we're having a good time watching cartoons. It's just every now and again one of us takes off clothes. I you know, also no want to say deal. this is also a home participation <laughs> podcast mm, yeah. as well. Feel free to so join f- us in the. Feel in free the, to watch our shows. Feel free to take off anything that that, that uh, we take uh, off. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> damn it, to hot. make this. Yeah, make this even even the playing field a little Gosh, bit. You know? dang it! Is it hot? Is that is that is that sun beating down? Are the, <laughs> are the droplets of sweat caressing my face? Now this Kissing. is our last episode of Sky Hunks. Uh, oh, not the Hunks are on their way to war. To fight for our state's rights. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no, this is, we're getting a fourth theme. <laughs> no, this is not good. Uh, we're watching the uh, last episode of Ring Raiders, episode five, and we're watching episode 12 of Robotech, which will be the last one that we watch for now. I don't know. Maybe we'll come back to it later. But this is this is sort of finale of an arc. It's the longest arc that we've done since we, uh, we switched our format. So uh, I'm looking to get started on talking about them, yeah? Let's Me too. do it. Let's drip right in. (laughs) I'll allow it. Dearest Agnes, a mysterious plague is striking the world, and the Rig Raiders have been asked to deliver a cure for it. Cub Jones learns he must rely on his pilot's instinct rather than that technology when the Justice <laughs> Air Carrier autopilot is out of commission. Yeah, we don't like that that technology uh, very much in this episode. Except maybe we do. It's it's a uh, it's a mixed signal. I figured out the accent, but I have to really <laughs> lean on the drawl. <laughs> yeah, Rory, Rory did two other takes trying to get us into this episode, and it, it was Christopher Walken. Both I keep times. becoming Walken. <laughs> <laughs> and all, this is all roads, all roads lead to Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Ring Raiders uh, episode five, A Pilot's Faith. The last one. And this is how they. This is it. how they finished. This is their. Uh, you know, their nice emergency landing. You could say. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a sudden <laughs> water landing for the show. Um, they brought out the big guns for the uh, episode writer too. This was written by Bob Forward. The I was hoping mm. you would mention the man Bob Forward, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobward Forward, Bob Bob Forward. Bob Fortington. <laughs> we, we all the know Bob, Bob famous American named Bob, short for Bobward. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Forward, uh, he is best known for, well, in my heart, he's best known for writing 
and I think showrunning the majority of the Legend of Zelda cartoon, the right. excuse me, princess legendary <laughs> uh, legendary catchphrase uh, spoken by Link, the hero of time. And he uh, sure, excuse he, me, he, princess. He, had, he did have a knack for hubbub. Hubbub was a was a delight. <laughs> was a delight today. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what's funny is actually about this episode in general. Um, and we'll go into it more, but I actually think this might have been one of the most cohesively written episodes of the show. It really was, and I felt they, uh, you know, they're, I'm not going to say made a, t- a compelling time travel story, but I felt <laughs> the reason for the, they, they picked a, a, a plausible reason. There is, you know, there in 1914. Is that the day of the year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a there's a plane carrying some 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 samples back from Antarctica, and they want it, they want those samples. So already much more interesting. And then also it takes a hundred years to charge their lightning device, which is kind of like something they've been doing before. But in conjunction yeah. with having a real year to pick, it all kind of adhered into a, a, a something that resembled a story. Yeah, yeah, and everything that happened all kind of tied into the single theme and the single goal. And mm-hmm. we didn't get a lot of these really weird, out of left field plot things just sort of happening. Um, it did feel tied together. So it was the most cohesive. I don't know if it was the funniest or the most fun. Or I still think it was a terrible episode. episode. Right. It's still it bad. Was- it was written. I, you can you can praise its structure all you want, and for actually Which being is, cohesive. All I do but, is praise structure. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think this was a really bad episode. Personally, oh yeah, fair uh, enough. I mean, in in, I, the, in the constellation of Ring Raiders episodes, I really didn't find it better or worse. And I lo- so better structure and more hubbub. You know, gets points yeah. gets points from Rory. <laughs> That's right. fair. That's fair. Uh, so the the central theme that you were talking about, I, I assume you're you're talking about this this idea because the episode's called a pilot's faith. Yeah, and break it, out the it, precious it, moments figurines. Yeah. This feels like like a real like this feels like the Josh Groban album that your mom has. You know, this is like the a pilot's faith. It just feels so like gaudy. I don't yeah. know. The the idea that they keep coming back to in this episode is that, you know, pilots, to be good, they have to be more than just their fancy gizmos and instruments on their ship. They have to trust their instincts. They have to, you know, it's a it's a thing that you have to have, like an it factor for a pilot. And, and you got to trust in that way more than you trust in your in your machine. Um, and that that does keep coming up in, in good ways uh, throughout. And it it's told sort of through the lens of Baron von Claudites, uh, who is like he's the one from world war one so he's the one that's kind of like the most old school on he's the, the most old school and the most anti anti-technology but like <laughs> this the, the the sort of machismo of of kind of going full look skywalker uh when you fly a plane it just doesn't translate it doesn't hold up like every other profession that's you know that develops a quote-unquote gut you know like mm-hmm. a doctor can have a gut but you still do still take the x-rays yeah, yeah I, don't, I never look at the temperature gauge. I, I know, I know how hot he is. I know he's got a fever. I felt the forehead. I don't need to look at the degrees. So the the whole setup, the framing of this episode, and we we've already they've already run out of ideas because we're getting we've had really similar framings before. Yeah, this is some the kind format of, they've fallen into. Right. Some really forgettable existential threat happening mm-hmm. in uh, 
like whatever modern time, and then they've got a. And we tie it to I a guess, backstory. And stop it, and it's tied to a backstory, yeah. and then they do some bullshit unrelated, and then come back to it at the very end. Um, and in this case, the second plague is happening sometime in the early 21st century. And all they call it is the second plague, which yeah. we've had. There have been more than one plague. Yeah, <laughs> there has. And and they they when we get the establishing shot and like they're talking about the plague, we're just like z- slowly zooming in on a sad baby. It's just like mm-hmm. it's, it's goofy just, as that's shit. Just a they're, sad trying baby. That to, baby they're trying to evoke, like Professor X. They're trying to evoke the sort of middle age, you know, dark ages plague, but it with you know you know people with just like people in clothes, and it's just a little weird. <laughs> yeah, um, without showing any symptoms, everyone's just kind of right. sad. It it's again, a, it's everybody coughs a lot. Is one more, I mean it. It doesn't save the show, but it is one. It is one, one sprinkle on the Sunday uh, of a time travel story. Anything that the uh, the the Skull Squadron does, because we're telling a time travel story, needs to have become It needs to have worked until somebody comes back again to you know restop it. Mm-hmm. So there does need to be a second plague. They need to have discovered this Antarctic pollen and made their plagues successfully made their plague. And then we sort of get into the time travel of it, of stopping that of, yeah. of the good guys yeah. figuring out this second plague isn't real history. It's, it's sh- shenanigans that can be undone. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I think, you know, to the, I'm I'm glad they don't go too much into detail about the plague because I'm sure it would have been terrible if they tried to to tell us more. But all we get is that it's a plague and then there's this Antarctic pollen that's going to cure it. And that's really as far as we go with that. That's the only cure is pollen from Antarctica. That's right. Yeah, I got you know it backwards. They, they were stealing the only cure. They weren't stealing what, what that makes so much less sense than what I said. That's why I kind of <laughs> re- yeah, you didn't even notice that I retconned it. it in my mind. Well, and you know how how much how many flowers there are uh, down in Antarctica to be spitting that's out right. all that pollen. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so rare, Andy. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> global oh. warming, and now there are more flowers there. Some global warming, if you know what I mean. That's from Robotech. Oh. You can't cross that stream. <laughs> uh, no so ghostbusting. So we have the the, the flashback with the, with the Baron. So. This sort of gives us the context for, for uh, I, I guess, a little bit of what's going on. So Baron, Baron remembers his his dogfight where he almost died. Um, well, but which... we need to we need to set up why he remembers it because that's the only connection we have to why this comes up is because this plague is in Eastern Europe, and he's saying, "Ah, I used to be here. I was here back in 1914 in this like exact spot, flying my plane." Yeah, right. again, um, again, kind of dancing around which side of the Baron comes from. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but there is, again, there was a really fun exchange as the Baron is is expounding all of the reasons why, or extolling all the reasons why technology is bad and the gut is good. At the end of his story, the uh, air carrier Justice shows up to save him, and Cub is like, well, what do you think your where your gut was about to crash into the side of a cliff before technology? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking technology too. Saved you were about you to beef it, you old bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> that's where so, all so, of us are here. Was we almost beefed it? 
And there's a there's a good section as well where the Baron is like talking about, you know, you know, real pilots fly by the seat of their pants. And Cub makes some comment that implies like he's got a lot of seat of pants to use then. It's like, hey, you got a big ass. And <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a it was kind of a funny little moment. And the Baron doesn't get like too mad about it. I think he almost just like winks at him. Like, yeah, I do have a little bear. Yeah, the, Baron, the, the Baron really just kind of revels in the art of manliness. And I, I don't think yeah. he minds his caboose. No, he, he likes he likes being a, th- a, you know, he likes being a thick trunked man. Is, is the Cub Jones Baron Claudite ship named Bear Cub? I think it must be. They are the Bear Cub. Oh, no. Oh. All you Bear Cub troopers out there, we hear you. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> and the, man, the he's already been—he's already been more outwardly uh, icked out by ladies than we. No, that's true. Than necessary, I think. I think the ship is. I think the ship is canon. I agree. Oh, ship that. sails. That the, sails yeah, the tonight. ship sails. This one goes straight <laughs> to the Elven land of the dead. <laughs> uh, so the salient points from the from the flashback that we get is that Baron. The Baron was fighting against one of the Skull Squadron, Skull Squadron, who uh, goes by the name Raither. Yeah, spooky uh, man. Which is a really awful word to say, Raither. It's an ugly name. Raither. But he sure is spooky. With a Raither blade. It's funny when it doesn't, the er adds nothing that, especially on a, on a pretty cool word, like, they didn't yeah. want to stop at Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Wraith is so normal. But he normal. does the Raything. He is, he is <laughs> the Raither. <laughs> You know, like uh, say Razor? No, Raither. Raither. I'm the Raither. He say likes to race? Racer? Are you saying, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> a Raither. I'm a Speed Raither. Speed Raither. You guys, it's not that hard. My name is Raither. <laughs> <laughs> so Victor Vector uh, realizes that, like, that's a little suspicious that it was Raither back there in 1914 and maybe wonders whether there was some more to what was going on. Uh, oh, and good so, grief! Keep keep telling everybody what's happening, but I've got to take off my headphones and slither out of this skin. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're taking your skin off next? Not not clothes. You're gonna slide your skin out from under. Well, your because shirt. I'm a real snake. <laughs> <laughs> you two might be real people, only taking off your bloomers, but I'm a snake shedding my snake skin. Okay, well, this is then that moment where we're doing some audience participation. So if you, too, want to take your skin off and or your shirt off because maybe you're also a sneaky snake, it's it, that's when you're going to do it, too, because you got to be just like Rory. Pop them Rory. off. <laughs> just pop it off. Just pop those those snaps that keep your skin attached to your bones. Just pop them off and slide out. I speak in metaphors. It's a southern thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the The idea, though, is that they think, you know, he's going to send them to to kind of investigate what was going on there or they're thinking about it for a second. But they get interrupted because this they, they're also watching this, uh, I guess, other member of the Ring Raiders who is transporting the, the Antarctic pollen. And he's about to get fucked by the Skull Squadron. And so, like, the 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 plot kind of forces them to ignore this for now. Um, you know what was hard to ignore was uh, Victor Vector's eyebrows in this episode. <laughs> they were they were popping off today. They were. He had some. He, yeah, he he had some. He had some unkempt browery. He is so <laughs> off model every episode. I have no idea what he actually is supposed to look like. Well, especially this one when he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, like, he he gets some. He real, does he actually some, do that. 
<laughs> so the the deal with Raither is that he planted during the flashback, he planted some device back in 1914, and that device has been eating lightning and becoming fully funny. charged. And Cubs got and a line later, like, "What's why is that lightning going up? He's blown away by this reverse lightning machine. Uh, he's in a time-traveling super jet, and he has magic powers, and the upward lightning <laughs> is just f- f- floored this boy. It's a bridge too far. <laughs> so the plan with this lightning machine is, now that it's fully charged, I guess it's going to zap the air carrier justice or no it's gonna zap the plane with commander the, donnelly's ship with the cure on it with the pollen with the Which arctic pollen is too bad because i was it, it, it's it's a low it's a really low stakes use of what is an a neat like a hundred year old like a hundred year cannon this should yeah. be like some death star level shit it's been it's been charging up for a hundred years I want to see them literally shoot a shoot the moon with this thing. Now, but they do succeed in like frying the circuits of the air carrier justice itself. Yeah, but it that's yeah, but it's still a little. It's still just not quite as big as like a planetary. Like this is a. I, I felt like it. I wanted my my stakes to be a little higher for this for mm-hmm. this super oh, sure. for this lightning machine. I mean, I'm I think inclined to all, agree with you in all elements of this show. I think that's yes. a valid well, critique. And wasn't it in episode one or two? I mean, they had they they've already done this, right? You mentioned it like they put they put like a device in in a volcano and left it for 50 years to try and find the right spot to explode. Like, time doesn't fucking mean anything. That was a dumb plan, but I didn't expect them to make a volcano volcano harder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so in a way they they mitigated the the critique then. Mm -hmm. And And it was a fun little spider bomb. (laughs) it's true now so regardless um what we're left with is uh it shocks the plane carrying the the guy and the cure and so he ejects and they get him into the med bay and then they the whole air care justice gets hit by this lightning machine and it it starts to plummet they're out of like their medical facilities they're they don't have any autopilot they don't have any like good good engine go stuff um <laughs> oh my god and so of course of course <laughs> what else do we do on this show we use the rings the rings can do it because apparently their systems aren't affected by this bullshit one guy's so, ring is the gasoline ring yeah yeah Victor. the ring circuits built into the <laughs> built into the plane it's that's what it's they gotta great. do I love it. I love this world building. I don't think it's trite or weird or contrived at all. I I totally am on board. Well, you uh, know, in a funny way, if I'm gonna get a, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dust off this old soapbox, uh, there <laughs> so, is something so fun about how weird and mercurial and unknowable their magic rings are. <laughs> uh, yes, I like I like that they just. That you can't explain what a Ring Raider's ring does. Like, <laughs> no. That makes them truly feel magical and interesting. And they and then, won't well, admit the sh- that they're Not interesting magic. in this show. They won't admit that it's magic. It's true. The show <laughs> right. doesn't exactly treat them in a fun way, but I-, I get a little bit of cake out of it. Almost all other shows like this, 98% of these shows that have these sort of magic do-whatever machines will, you know... They were given to them by Gaia, or they were, you know... <laughs> yeah, they'll you drop know, the uh, M-word. But it does it, that you can explain the planetary Whatever. 
gave them all five rings. You can explain one. the Super Twins rings. Like, right. you, that's what I'm saying. They usually, they usually have, it's, they usually are less magical in that way. If magic or, is, mm-hmm. if we're, if we're <laughs> using the word magic to mean arcane and unknowable. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe, or or there's also the kids that got given them by their friends from out, out of town. town. <laughs> as far as I know, those scouts' rings were just to show those 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 are just your club membership. That was well, that no, was, they, that was your ticket to the ball. They did they did activate certain powers. Oh, that's right, they, they did. did. They could supercharge their dinosaurs with them. They made they made Sarah swing good on ropes or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in the first episode, you can swing good <laughs> yeah, on ropes. Yeah, she do backflips yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I. I don't hate what they do in this episode with the rings. So Vector goes into the the like cockpit of the air carrier justice and he just shoves his ring in a hole and goes full <laughs> Super Saiyan. Like he's surrounded by this <laughs> this bright yellow energy and is admittedly it saps him real good. Like, yeah, we, we actually see this thing again that we talked about in episode one where it it is tough on your body to continually use your rings. Yeah, yeah we, were told, we were told we were told at the very beginning. Okay, it could fry your nervous system and. The next three, I guess only three episodes. We're only talking about five episodes. But for the rest of the show, it has disregarded this this warning. Right. Yeah. And thankfully, it does come back to that as a serious conflict for the episode. Mm -hmm. And and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's cool to watch Victor like totally sacrifice himself to to get the cure for the plague. Like, you know, he doesn't care if it's going to burn him up like he's got to get this figured out. And then our boy Cub shows up. Yeah, he's, he's really true. He's true to his character the whole way through and through. Not like that. Not like those clowns over on Game of Thrones. What are they up to with that <laughs> Starbucks cup? What are they even doing with this last season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We may have just found out fifth theme of the episode. What's up with Game of Thrones this year? What, what are they doing? With- I don't what know. What are they doing? But you know what they do on Game of Thrones is they take off clothes a lot. So I think it's time that we oh, all doff our caps. They we do. get rid of these hats we're wearing. Take them off. And all of you audience listeners, you better get rid like of your goddamn prim- hats, Like too. the loose women of that of that little finger's house. My pants are about to hit the floor. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> listeners, if you're joining me, we're down to just the skivvies. <laughs> We're only we're not even halfway through the episode and he's down to skivvy. It's hot in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> and these well, monsters have made me turn off my air conditioning for the audio <laughs> quality. <laughs> the good of the realm. For the good of the realm. That Night King would have withered up and dry he would have dried up like an old pruny boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please let us keep talking about Ring Raiders. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But the cool thing about what's actually happening with these rings being plugged into the to the ship is it's not just powering the ship. It's like physically flying the ship. Like the person with the ring in there is actually steering the ship because it doesn't have autopilot. So they don't have even have like a control. They're just kind of. I guess psychically maneuvering the ship. Yeah. Um, and, and it is. Yeah. A so f- without their instruments, you might say they have to rely on a pilot's faith. Right. And as corny as this is, it it is true to the theme. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, reg- you know, regretfully, I got to give them <laughs> points because it's dumb. But it, it it is true to what they set up. Yeah. Yeah. And. And and tonally in line, it's not like not like this is the first corny episode, you know. So no, 
So yeah, I'm Wahoo. there with it. Yeah, Cub takes over because uh, Victor's about Victor's to gonna fry, fry his brain out, and so <laughs> that that's basically what happens. I mean, everything else is kind of this this uh, dogfight nonsense. Uh, we get a few lines. We get some good interactions between Scorch and Hubbub as they get really mad about what's going on, and Hubbub keeps calling Scorch dude, and Scorch is not having that. <laughs> don't call, call me dude. dude, and don't call me dude. <laughs> And, you know, at one point, Hubbub says, Permission requested to zap him good. Permission granted. <laughs> he says zap him good more than once. There's a there's a whole thing where they're trying to use their tractor beams and they don't just talk about them like, yeah, we each have tractor beams and we're going to try and steal this ship. They specific the bad guys specifically say, like, use the red tractor beam to capture the B-58 as soon as it comes in range. And then like <laughs> the good guys have a blue tractor beam. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's just, I it's, just, you know, and I on it's it's goofy it's shit. G.I. Joe level shit. But, yeah. but to uh to go back to Hubbub for just a sec, I oh, yeah, enjoy please. the dynamic so much more of him and Half Face. And you know, it's it, it's it's like a Megatron and <laughs> in, in Bumblebee. It's uh-huh. So almost all these shows go for the like bad guy has like sort of snivelly yes man, and I like I like the guy who pushes back and is rude yeah. and annoying. It's just <laughs> constantly more yeah. fun. It's true. It's true. Instead of a snivelly or uh, from that awful show, I can't remember what it was, but the character uh, Free Willy, right? <laughs> but it's it's Free Willy yeah. because that's the one I remember from that time slot. <laughs> well, right. and or the or literal yes man, my the, my yeah. favorite yeah. slug, my favorite slug boy. <laughs> yes. 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 yes, 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 boss, yes, boss. <laughs> yeah, Fucking no, God. I do like. I wish we could have seen more of Siren. Because she kind of yeah. didn't do anything. I wanted to see more of what her what her her vibe was like. Showing up with Siren wasn't gonna wasn't gonna save it, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Not much was gonna save Ring Raiders. <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, it's fine. It's it's fine to say and seeing where Siren would have been nice. And you know, seeing more when they how they saved the day was with this pollen scene. Oh, the <laughs> crop dusting scene. I really thought they were gonna hand deliver some medicine to people. But yeah, you no. think that might be the way, but no. No, they just, just, just kind of do a flyby, flyby, and poop out the pollen on top of this town. Like, yeah, there's this town of sick, coughing people, uh, and they just get blasted by you know, <laughs> you know what could be Agent Orange for all we know, but it is <laughs> thankfully, I guess it's Arctic pollen. Nah, man, it's just a bunch of dandelions. Yeah, and immediately, you know, the baby smiles, and the coughing man is good. and uh you know they've saved the day uh and probably wasted a lot of extra arctic pollen in the process by just throwing it everywhere yeah uh i have to say you you talked about how they kept to the theme uh there's one way that i think that that it makes no fucking sense because the Baron talks the whole episode about how you got to, you know, use your faith and instruments make no sense. Fancy stuff. But you know how the Baron wins his dogfight against Raither in the end is he uses his oh, ring and turns his ship to chrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he uses like, so you, many Baron. instruments. <laughs> That's a lot of instruments. You're a metal man now. You know what? Like- <laughs> That's character growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Baron, the Baron was kind of constantly it, it, problematic, but providing of. He's providing drama. He's a, he's a good source of drama. He's a dr- he's the know. only pilot who has any sort of 
character. Yakamura is from the future where everything's awesome. And he's a cool guy, but like. Yeah, and Cub is a wet saltine cracker. (laughs) Wet cracker indeed. I was a pretty big fan of that parrot, though. (laughs) Yeah, his his monster, his pet monster. Starflyer the space parrot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's get the hell out of this show. That's it. We're done with Ring Raiders. We've talked about it enough. It's, it's that's it we have nothing else that's it go home no wait stick around keep don't put your clothes back on we're gonna take more off but we gotta make some money first let's hear it from a sponsor hey rory what is it austin can you tell us about our brand new sponsor today our brand new sponsor that i'm so overjoyed that you were the point of contact for right they reached out to me and said tell austin about it and I would, <laughs> and that's where we're at. Can you tell us about the Butter King? The Butter <clears throat> King called me up and he said, I have something for you, but you don't get to know. Put me in, put me in touch with Austin. I want to talk, I want to talk to your butteriest boy. I have a secret for his lips. The oh, Butter wow. King, <laughs> the Butter King whispers his, <laughs> whispers his secrets. <laughs> into your mouth with a <laughs> stick of butter. <laughs> Wait, the secrets come with butter or the secrets are like the secret, carved the secret, in the butter? It's it's kind of Arthurian. The secrets are... <laughs> he, he, the Butter King is butter and he whispers his buttery secrets into your mouth. <laughs> Via butter, somehow. It, well, he is butter. The things he does are butter. <laughs> He is butter. The he is capitalized. Right? I don't want you to midichlorians this up right now. Just imagine, <laughs> a, just he's a butter king and he does butter things. Okay. Can that, you let us in nice on rhyme. what the secrets are a little bit? Well, yeah, because everyone's about to know. Everyone's oh, about shit. to know. There's about to be, you know, his new movie's coming out. You, me, and the Butter King. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where he he moves in with his old college roommate. And and the roommate's <laughs> wife and the three of them are quite a pair. Oh, this it's, ought it's, to be good. It's two newlyweds and the Butter King under one roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he gets into so many hijinks. He gets into so much trouble. Oh, Lucy, you're gonna save. <laughs> can you can you give us an example of a scene? In he's the doing the he's doing the dishes and he's so slippery. And, he, and, and each 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 porcelain each porcelain platter he picks up smashes to the ground and he goes oh dang it oh dang it as he picks up another plate and bowl and drops each bowl one at a time dang it he says dang these buttery hands of mine oh and those newlyweds are gonna hate that those newlyweds are gonna hey all of our all of our new plates those are from my mom butter king (laughs) (laughs) well i'm really really pleased that the butter king decided to whisper this into your mouth so that we could all find out about it yeah i'm looking forward to this film it's gonna be really funny yeah this is the best viral marketing campaign i've ever heard (laughs) thanks rory Thank you. And thanks, Butter King. Makuro no sora o 
貫いて地球を打った板土は我ら幼い人類に目覚めてくれと放たれたマクロスマクロスおおしくたった Well, how do you do? How do you do?、Uh, back in the parlor where we're just、uh, all sweaty and getting fresh. And, <laughs> and I'm watching Game of Thrones. The, and I'm slithering on the floor like a little Game of Thrones snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rory is doing that. And we're, we're fanning ourselves with, I guess, Bibles. Is that how that works? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because、uh, we have that, those Southern Vapors and we're, we're ready to talk about Robotech episode 12. We're draped over、escape. our fainting couch. Rory, I'm talking right now. You can't just give a joke. <laughs> I am about to, I'm talking about Robotech episode 12, the biggest s c a p e Oh, the heat is making him cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because he found out he, he was so upset with the ending of Game of Thrones the other day. Which, yeah, we've, we've seen it. Yeah, we, yeah. we definitely have seen it now、uh, at this time, at this time here in this parlor. We just watched it. I can't believe John turned into a snake. <laughs> he was on theme too. I can't believe he had bloomers and、yeah. then took them off. Took yeah, off the well,、bloomer. that was a theory they'd been predicting. <laughs> J plus B equals naked、um, for a while. J minus V, you know? Yeah. yeah. J minus B equals snake. <laughs> oh, the, the B was bloomers. I thought we were pretty clear.、Uh, yeah. Yeah.、Um, Tell us about、okay. the episode. So, Robotech episode 12, The Big Escape, is the blurb right here. Is the blurb. Held captive in his e n t r a t i prison cell, Rick, Lisa, and. Oh,、ben、you're not going to read the whole figure... thing as a, as a letter from,、uh, from, a southern, from a Civil War battlefield? <laughs> no, have you seen how long this goddamn synopsis is? About six <laughs> no, weeks that's long. That's why I want you to do it. <laughs> Dear Ethel. <laughs> Held captive in a Zentriety prison cell, Rick, Lisa, and Ben try to figure out a way off the massive alien ship. With his fighter still intact, Max sneaks his way through the Zentriety ship and finds his comrades. A fierce gunfight allows the humans to find a battle pod and return to Clapton Global and the crew of the SCF. Clapton. Clapton. Uh, because the humans escaped on his watch, Britai is relieved of command and replaced with Azonia. Azonia. Three <laughs> pilots who observe the Miss Macross pageant, Rico, Conda, and Braun, the perverts, volunteer to be micronized <laughs> and infiltrate the SDF 1 to gather more intelligence about the humans. I, I, I think that this episode is still really good. I like last episode more, but this is, you know, obviously we wanted to finish out the arc. So this one gets them back home. After getting,、uh, after getting captured. And we do kind of get some cool setups for the next arc, too. So, you、yeah. know, wetting your wussies for、and、stuff we're not going to watch. And that's the sort of, that's the, the sort of you know, wet, wet towel, in, which would be gossam in the heat. But in, in proverbial wet towel in, a, in an ending to an arc like this is that the show has so many more episodes, it doesn't get to really be an ending. Right. When you say wet towel, do you mean like the one that's going to smack your bottom when it's all rolled up? Or. Because <laughs> we're, 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 we're nude now. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are we fully nude now? Is that what's happened? We're yeah, we're in、nude. Robotech now. We're, it's it's <laughs> Robotech. dicks out for Robotech. 
<laughs> We're scaring aliens with the power Drop of Drop them kissing. if you got them. The snakes, set your snakes free. The snake is loose. The snake is loose. Set your downtown open for, set your your downtown status to open uh, for Robotech. Oh, God. What is downtown? <laughs> you know, you're downstairs. Oh, I was thinking like, a, like set your status like an app, like... <laughs> You get on downtown on like a dating app and set yourself to open. Boy, they send me a lot of dick pics on downtown. <laughs> oh, this uh, is nothing. Okay, this episode was awesome. I it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we we start with we start with the uh, so Rick Rick and Lisa are trying to they're, they're they're stuck in the cell right and so they they rick wants to use the power of kissing again to scare more <laughs> he's Zentradi. got a brilliant kiss plan yeah it, it's a funny way to brought you hey do, do you remember last time how when we kissed like it, you know remember how you know we got they gave us you know you know remember how when we kissed it was good and he's <laughs> hey i've been thinking about a plan that might get us out of here when we kissed before, Lisa, you remember how the aliens reacted? And it's funny because yeah. he's pussyfooting around just asking for another kiss, and also his plan works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and Le- and Lisa's like, "Oh no, I I know this game. You just want it. You just want my lips." Yeah, again. I've heard you this just one my... before. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that you need to do a kiss so we can escape an alien spaceship routine. That old chestnut. <laughs> how many boys uh... can approach me at the bar? With that and same so, proposal. So while we're dealing with this kiss plan, at the exact same time, the three spies are fully volunteering to go get micronized to infiltrate the humans so that they can peep more bikinis. Sorry, they want to see gotta more say it, Bree ties, We got to say Bree ties three spies. Bree ties <laughs> three spies want to get micronized. Yeah. And uh, we, we fully learn in this episode that they have a process uh, that is sort of related to their cloning technology that allows them to shrink back down to a human size. Mm-hmm. They can become and... much smaller perverts. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of what's going to that's one of the hooks for next arc. Right. Is that is it by the end of this episode, the three spies actually infiltrate the SDF one and sort of try and pass for humans. Are they still going to have their nightmare voices? Because <laughs> they did with, when they were little. They still had them. They still spoke like uh you know, with the with the normal uh, the normal Zentradi voice, it sounded that's, like I yeah. didn't catch that. That's interesting. I I think they won't. That's that's my memory of it, but I don't know. <laughs> like well, I'm a totally normal. <laughs> it's like a reverb, right? It sounds like kind yeah. of like two people talking. <laughs> it's like a weird yeah. fucked up couple of echoes that are strangely yeah. layered on top of each other. Uh, yeah, but they they're trying to get that happening. Uh, they volunteer for that mission and. Uh, and Dole's is happy to have them do it because they, I think that it would be hard, a hard sell to get anyone else to to want to infiltrate because these right. Entrati are also and get war, a warlike. First hand look at all that kissing they do. Yeah, <laughs> so so Rick and Lisa execute uh, Operation Order Operation, Operation Zero Smooch Thirty. <laughs> execute Order Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, fun fun fact, it's not a Zentradi that actually walked through the door. It was Max's giant mech in a trench coat. Which we yes. did see last episode, but don't but the stakes are about to get <laughs> way cooler. Oh my god. Oh, I love this shit. Hey, uh, yeah. do you see that do you see that guy over there? I think that's no, that's a normal guy. No, no, that's a robot in a coat. It's, it's a, a robot, robot in a, a suit. coat. It's a bot in a suit. 
<laughs> and and when and when the when the jig is up, they 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 give up the the guys of pretending that's just a man, a man in a suit. And our <laughs> remember remember in the early episodes of the show we've seen what they call sentinel form, a sort of hybrid between robot and airplane. Mm-hmm. And we get mm-hmm. to see a robot. We get to see an airplane with fists and legs in a business <laughs> we get to see suit an running around. Wearing a jacket. And it's <laughs> it about is. as incredible as you would imagine. <laughs> it's, the best, the, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's so good. <laughs> Just imagine if you put like a nice J. Crew jacket on F14 Tomcat. And, uh, and also arms and legs. And also arms and legs. Some shapely legs with some cargo pants. Oh, oh god it's so good yeah and so it's got them in its pockets it's got the three prisoners in its and pockets is and it's just wasting no time through. he is he is just yeah. giving him guff about that kiss he walked in on he's like well oh, he's yeah, giving well, him guff, you two in guess this what? pocket guess what yeah exactly guess what he also did is he hooked his boy up put yeah. him in the same pocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He chose to not put Ben in that pocket. Like, nah, dog. Nah, these these lovers got a canoodle over here in the re- in the right breast pocket. Just yeah, just tuck right up against my left nipple and go to town, y'all. Uh, oh. it, it is so good. And they run. And I I think this is probably my favorite shot in anything that we've watched. I was so just far. gonna say that. Uh, because we cut to the leaders, the Zentradi leaders. We see Bree, Ty, and Exador, and uh, and Dolza, and they're all sort of still discussing things in their normal like leader zone, and they're looking at a screen, and someone is like, someone comes up on the screen, and they're like, oh my god, like the the the, the prisoners escaped, and they're as soon as they go, they have like not even a second to react and go like, what the fuck? The screen explodes because. <laughs> The ship in a jacket comes from the other side of the screen and blasts the fuck through and glass flies everywhere Ugh. and they fly I, to the other side of the room and they are just stunned. I made an audible uh, scream when I saw that happen. I had <laughs> such a good time with this. It was incredible. God, it's such a good fuck yeah moment. You know, we ta- in, in writing they talk about like building up to fuck yeah moments that are just... Yeah, you know... You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they've never heard that ever. I read an I read an article about it. Building up to the fuck yeah, but, but, okay. I, we won't get into we won't get we won't add a seventh theme where Rory and I have to argue about story story <laughs> books about writing. <laughs> never but, heard you know, that it's, phrase. It's you know it's a really it's a powerful moment, and they do it really well. Mm-hmm. It is, and it made me feel good. And I like this show. Yeah. Yeah. And they uh th- I mean there's just there's so much that happens. It's such a fun like protracted action scene. This is not nonsense. Like this could easily have all been nonsense, but like there's interesting stakes happening at every moment in this uh escape. And Yeah. Uh they end up in a in an elevator and they're going down, but the ship is taking a lot of bullets at this point and it's about to explode, so they ditch the ship and they run out as just like like tiny people. And this giant Zentradi like fucking dives at them. And it's really scary because he's, you know, the equivalent of like 50 stories tall to them or something. Right. Yeah. And like dives at him. But then he misses them and then the ship explodes and that guy fucking dies. There's a. Oh, yeah. So there's there's two parts of the. Yeah. Uh, What I want to mention a little bit before that is um, a fun little a fun little play with size, with scale that we we talked about before once with. with dinosaurs where 
are are air, whether whether it's from the damage it's taken or just the fact that um an, a half airplane half mech is just not the most it's just not quite as as dexterous as a real person can't really operate the finer machinery rick has to pop out of the pocket and pull a lever for yeah uh, for them right it's, yeah to hit the uh, just, uh, elevator door yeah hit the elevator button it's just a good little touch yeah it's yeah. playing with the the different restrictions that you have like it's playing yeah. with hey we have a cool scale thing happening let's actually use it mm-hmm. it's great uh so yeah so they get separated into teams of rick and lisa and max and ben and rick and lisa end up seeing the cloning operation in progress and yeah. they see the micronization and lisa kind of figures it all out yeah she gets some spy image i had not realized when i was watching this i i, I think this was a, a fault of mine uh, that the that our that our three our three pervs had expressly volunteered for the job. So mm. at this moment, I kind of thought it was interesting that we might be getting a little bit of a, a mystery about who the which new characters they introduce in the next arc are 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 the spies. Oh, oh, you thought but might, looks, we might get like a like a which one like is a, the like Cylon a, battle yeah, star scenario? Yeah, that was what the that's the, where I thought they were going. But uh, I think that, that it, it shall not be so. No, it's yeah. it's going to be the perverts. Yeah. Is it the perverts? It's the perverts. <laughs> the perverts three. Yeah. They, re- they really want to go make a beeline for whatever pageants are going on next. Uh, um, excuse um, me, human. Point me at the <laughs> boobs, please. Where are your nearest boobs? Where do you keep the Miss Macrosses? Is this where the kissing happens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So... They they kind of put some two and twos together, and Lisa figures out like, oh yeah, maybe they're related to us genetically. Maybe they used to be small. Like this is this is crazy, and you know she's she's really hoping that they can get their intel back so that she can share it with the rest of the crew. And I think foreshadowing and... that Rick's gonna get big. <laughs> oh, you think so? I I think if if the yeah I think somebody I think somebody's gonna gonna get big and get and big end at some point, <laughs> huh? I didn't hadn't thought about that. Uh, we watch Britai. Britai goes round two with Maximilian. This is our second sort of like boxing match between a robot and uh, and and Britai. Looks like it looks like Maximilian might be a little bit better at, at doing it because it was yeah. it was Rick the first time, right? Rick was the yeah. I think it was a it, it was a couple of them at the same mm. time. It was Rick and Max the first time. But Max um, seems like he can go he can go blow for blow with Britai a little bit better for sure. There's a there's a really cool sequence that happens right after that too, where um they that where Rick and Lisa get attacked by a couple uh big old Zentradi boys. This is a Lisa, great scene. Lisa gets picked yeah. up by one of them, and Rick gets kicked like straight in the goddamn body, like yeah, with a bad. giant foot, and he gets kicked right into a gun rack, and an enormous <laughs> gun rack of Zentradi yeah. guns. We don't see him for a shot. We we move, you know, we cut away, we look at Lisa, and we cut back. Rick has grabbed one of those Zentradi guns. He's set up guns. like the end of Akira with the <laughs> yeah, it's giant. giant on him. Um, it, it's so cool, but also so stupid looking at the exact same time. Him it's fun. The trigger it is a combination. So, I, I, what I, this would be what I would consider a really important character moment for Rick, who mm-hmm. in no uncertain terms just straight up iced a dude. He, yeah, he, he does do a murder. He, and um, it, previously, even the idea that somebody hadn't survived a fight with him really messed him up. And yeah. I kind of wanted to see a little bit of that here. He In that further episodes, he might realize what he's done was shoot a man <laughs> to death in the face. 
Yeah. Um, but we yeah. shall see. And the moment in the moment, he's a little bit callous to what has just happened. Yeah. Because he cares so much about Lisa. Well, yeah, exactly. He wants to save Lisa. Who in, who in return pulls him from the pond scum. Right. But mm-hmm. Lisa, uh, when she was grabbed, she also drops her video recorder and that yes. whole thing smashes. She got some really good footage that would have been really great. Very good. Um, but that does kind of break her it, spirits a little bit. It breaks her spirit. I don't like plot hooks like that because we're watching the show through a camera. We've seen it. It uh, can't be unseen. Maybe people yeah. won't believe her. But we... Our, uh, our, we will never not trust that what she shot, saw happened. Right. right. So I think it's kind of a weak, it's a weak, it's, weak filmmaking, but uh, it's, it's, a, adjacent it's one, it's one to, tiny moment. It's close to a contrivance. It's almost yeah. a contrivance. Uh, like a, like a they manufactured kiss, bit of drama. Like kissing cousins, like kissing your cousin <laughs> right on, like kissing your cousin right on the lips. <laughs> like... T- like, yeah, please like, keep going. Like poking out your forked <laughs> tongue, and you two are—you're both snakes, and you both kiss your snake mouths. <laughs> so, so on Robotech, um, on Brie-tide, on the Brie-tide's show fire. on the show Robotech, uh, we also have um, Rick and Lisa. Uh, once they've 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 after they, down that man after, after they ice the man, they fall down they, a hatch. They fall down a hatch, and once again, Rick gets trapped in, in the bowels of a ship with a hot lady, mm-hmm. and learns a lot about her. Yeah, it's a good scene, you guys. It's a great scene. They do have Lisa constantly sitting like a delicate, dainty lady, which is okay as a character moment. But I felt like she's kind of she's a commander. I wanted to see her manspread a little bit here. Yeah, sure. I feel you on that. I I think that. I think that they're they're attempting to show that she's softening to him as a person. And I maybe think so, let, too. Letting her guard down. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they talk about some really cool stuff. They touch on they touch on a few things about their situation. Um, they talk about how Lisa makes a really cool observation that all the this aliens cool. that they've seen have been soldiers and they've never seen a technician or a maintenance person. Civilians. And, yeah. And she thinks maybe they, you know, because they're down in the bowels of the ship and it's in shitty repair. And so they're kind of making the assumption that maybe they don't know how to fix their machines. They just know how to use them. Yeah, there's you know, no Morlocks gone... down here keeping everything running. <laughs> no mm-hmm. Ugnots. Right. Right. They're a, they're a really inefficient system. <laughs> yeah. They're just all and... war. They all have war boners and they don't have like <laughs> maintenance boners. Yeah. They've only recently learned about a second kind of boner. And boy, do they want that one, too. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. This, this other boner is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rick reveals that he knows that she graduated top of her class and she kind of also <laughs> talks about her her family and how they've always been soldiers and she kind of like feels you know she sees the similarity between the Zentradi and maybe her family. Um, I know what an erection is, Michael. No, this time it's like my heart is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk about serious moments here, Rory. I know. I'm sorry, but she has a heart boner while they're getting she does. girl. It's it, there's, you know. Yeah, it's it true. Plays. She's got a big it old plays. heart boner. <laughs> but then, then she asks about Minmay, which I think in a different scenario might have been like a, a real jealousy moment. You know, like yeah, she a, seemed on it. It seemed like an earnest, like what's going on with you? And that you know, you're dating the most famous woman in the in the galaxy. Yeah. 
And I liked that a lot. She's like, you got somebody back home. And she's like, she's jealous, but she's not jealous of Minmay's relationship with Rick. She's jealous that Rick has a connection to anyone. And she doesn't feel like she has that at all. Yeah. But Rick takes the opportunity to be real nice back to her. And he's like, I can't believe that once we get back, you won't find somebody to care about. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I am. As beautiful as you are, I bet my life on it. You know, you shouldn't make idle bets with a lady. It's a really nice moment. And they connect in a way that they've been really loath to do for the last 10, 12 episodes. And it's such a nice earned thing for them. Totally. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, are, we, we have had time to see them not know each other, to see him call her uh, old sourpuss, <laughs> to have her her fight back and like call him a lingerie goblin, you know, it, it, or whatever. Yeah, it was a definite. It was it was a definite story. Uh, Rick and Minmay sort of start as as a sort of Romeo and Juliet. We they they are star crossed from the moment they meet, and that is interesting in contrast to a relationship with actual meat on those right. bones. Well, and that's childlike infatuation, totally. You know? With yeah. Rick and Minmay, and then suddenly we see this growth happening. To everybody's growing up a little bit. You get to see sort of who Minmay is, which is a devil. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick gets to find out who he is, which is a real hunk. And, uh, you know, he's grappling with some of his yeah. His, he's learning uh, that he's internalized a sexism, but uh, you know, he's yeah. also finding out that he's got a, a real a real crush on uh, on Lisa on this this whole sourpuss. Now wait a minute, did I hear you right? 10 podcast episodes ago, you guys were maybe Rory specifically fought me uh on the idea that Rick might have been a hunk. Are you seeing the hunkness come out in, in Rick at this point? I'm feeling it. Yeah, he was not a hunk. He was uh he was a he was a, a hunter steel at the start of the show. And, and I, I feel that I feel that he has gotten a his real, wings. A real I think Presley he's gotten his, he, I think he's gotten his wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time a, a hunk gets its wings. <laughs> well, I wish we could stop the discussion right there because that's such a great endpoint. But you know, but there is still more episodes. There's a lot more. About. This one was action. There's a lot more. It's beefy. Well, and we gotta, uh, yeah, because the the main thing that we haven't talked about is the fact that Brita gets fired. Yeah. Uh, Dolza Dolza is really upset about the humans escaping, and so he's like. Yeah, well, actions have consequences. So, no, you're not in it, charge anymore. It's a good it's a good moment to see that the the inner workings of their of their organization, but it also did smack of formula of okay, we've done our what we've done our arc and now the next arc's got a new bad guy. Bring so the new negaverse. Bring, bring the new negaverse. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's time for Jadeite to get retired and we're bringing yeah. Zoe Side in and Yeah. Mhm. It's also a classic like it happened with Avatar too, like Zuko mm-hmm. you failed, here's Azula. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I like it. You know, it, I don't like seeing the same villain every time, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Shaking it up. It's, it's a good trope for a reason. But what we get, the new commander that is put in charge, we get our first view of uh, some Zentradi ladies. Zentradi. Uh, because <laughs> we put, he puts uh, this, this woman named Azonia in charge, and she's got this hotshot pilot who works for her whose name is Miria. And uh, Miria is incredible at yeah, flying. Really cool. awesome. Although it did confuse me because I sort of got the idea that these pervs had literally not seen women before. That was kind of where their where these where their per their perversion, you know, their perverted behaviors was was dry, was driven from. No, was they like, are, was was, just... was 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 also a sort of you know honest curiosity. So they weren't just right. nasty pervs. 
No, their their society's just heavily segregated. Okay, okay. They they just don't aside from like a command structure, like obviously Dolza interacts with Azonia in some way, but like aside from that kind of thing, they don't get to spend time together at all. I see. Uh, okay. That, that's Still part of their that's part of their whole structure. It's, it's, it's almost like it's almost like women to them are like people from Finland. You know, they're like <laughs> I guess I know that they exist, but I don't really talk to people from Finland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so don't they don't they really do. get a they don't get a chance <laughs> to find out about that second kind of boner. Right. Um, they never spend enough time to figure it out. Um, and so the Miria is tasked with getting the three spies on board the SDF one, and she does it like real good. She yeah. she proves that she's a very very good pilot. Uh, she zips in and out of fire. And she like tears a hole in the SDF one real fast and drops the little capsule that contains the the three micronized Zentradi right on in there and then blasts the fuck away. It's a really cool sequence of flying, uh, and it it's effective in showing us how badass Miria is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish we could get more time with her. I mean, you can if you keep watching. She's a big part oh, of the show. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I and I also enjoyed the sort of. Um, you know, gizmo doodaddiness of the word micronized. They didn't mm-hmm. say shrink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, they went with micronized. And I don't know, in this universe, it was fun. To turn him into a micronian. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta micronize them. Uh and then and then, you know, I, I feel like the 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 end of the human plot in this episode was kind of a little paint by numbers. It's just like ah, we we got to get them home now. So they find a yeah. ship and they sneak on it and they they, you know, they do it. Yeah, for this um, to not be the you know part for the next episode to not be part four of this arc, it, they've kind of got to do a captain's log wrap up. Mm-hmm. Sure, get get things yeah. back to the status quo for next week. It's still pretty cool, you know. Yeah, they, no, they like, absolutely. I've just meant that's that's where uh, right where that critique comes from. It's just like we got to reestablish status quo here pretty quick. Yes. The um the 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 Micronians are for are for Rick and 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 Ben and Max and Lisa escape in a Micronian pod and that's fun. The leg pods. Yeah. Yeah, and they get the radio a radio signal coming in uh cuz they're trying to contact the SDF1. Which and, again uh, talking about how much of a fucking, you know, steamed I'm so steamed at Minmay there Unless it's not her fault, but they were told no more broadcasting this Minmay junk over the uh, over, <laughs> over <laughs> and of course her debut. And some is some some out. asshole producer has turned the radio back on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's funny. You're gonna you're gonna laugh at me, but in some ways, hearing the radio, I was like actually a little excited to hear Minmay because yeah. we hadn't seen really heard from the STF one all episode, and suddenly in the yeah. In the, it feels like oh we're it's home you know like it's yep. it's you hear Minmay you hear hear our our old friends again the sort and of well th- there there's a very human um sim- empathy for for sort of the lost at sea arc when you're found mm-hmm. it is to be found is is to be seen and it it works right that really right. that really gets right into your into one of your deepest bones perhaps mm-hmm. the yeah. deepest bone. <laughs> right. And even if it is Minmay's voice that you're hearing, her <laughs> off-key singing. Even if it's the Ice Stage Queen herself. Right, smashing the future, smashing. Uh, what I do her have song to say though, literally about sending mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> 
so what what I love is that right here at the end of the episodes that I wanted us to watch at the end of our arc, we get a, a brief flash of what I consider, and I've mentioned this before, what I consider to kind of be the the quintessential Macross visual, which is we have right. a big dogfight happening, and we are also treated to Minmay singing, and we get superimposed images of her singing over top of the dogfight, and the you know the footage is kind of interpolated in this way that is so goddamn macross it hurts and uh we, i'm glad we got to see a little bit of that and andy uh, i gotta tell you you have you kind of prepared the perfect meal i am perfectly sated with what i got from these 12 episodes well well minus two yeah. these 10 episodes of the of and yet i'm also hungry for more tomorrow i'm yeah, you know, so, so really like, good, i don't need uh, more now really i'm happy here i'm really happy with what i got but i'm not burned out on it at all I'm mm-hmm. so glad no. that you say that. I I really tried to come up with the right uh, the right list for us. So I'm glad it worked out, and I'm glad that I was able to. I'm glad that you guys really liked this show because that's always a good because feeling. Really you know, like, not, the first, it's the dope first as hell. Yeah, well, the first time we really he was the first one to get his get his heart broken when we iced him for Sonic. <laughs> about one episode in, this is this isn't gonna do. <laughs> way back in the backlog, he tried to make us watch Sonic the Hedgehog, and it just wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> well. I know it's just there's a there's a you know in a very in a very non goof kind of way like there's a it's a beautiful thing in in being able to kind of like you know dredge the depths of the things you love and show it to a couple people and have them also really like it like there's yeah. a really nice feeling out there so I'm glad you guys did like it yeah and we really liked being skyhunks yeah skyhunks it 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 feels good to be a hunk it's good to be a hunk it's good and to not fly me i'm a, I'm a naked them. game of thrones snake from the south <laughs> all, through, all the themes are still i've still got all the themes i can i can i can juggle these balls well we're all here the fire is crackling here in grandpappy's parlor as we all reminisce about our favorite game of thrones oh, moments no, and ride like the- a pile of naked snakes <laughs> <laughs> now that we're cold blooded, it is it is a delightful it is delightfully humid in this house. <laughs> we're just having a wonderful I'm time. Belly up in this by pile. the fire, just enjoying just 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 enjoying the heat. Yeah, I'm just having myself a small bowl of shrimp and grits, um, and <laughs> sipping some Kentucky bourbon, and uh, thinking about all the snakes and Game of Thrones and shit and whatever the fuck we're talking about. Um, but I really feel like. Skyhunks was a soaring success. I, I I I do too. I'm happy that we spent a little extra time on this one. Um, you know, we've been doing shorter arcs ever since season three started. We've been doing, you know, three weeks, five weeks, four weeks. Uh I I we were we were all in the mood to spend a little more time. You list almost every liked. number of weeks things can be. Seven weeks, six weeks, <laughs> one week, two weeks, nine weeks. <laughs> it's where we completely roll the bones. We we make a choice about what we want to watch and vague and try to estimate how much we and the listener can stomach that many of. And uh, <laughs> this time, we did not hit the nail on the head with uh, with Sky Server Strike Force, but with in a in a three. And when we when we when we, when we Voltroned it together with with Ring Raiders, and then and and had and had a healthy side of. Hell, the side uh, of of the other one of Robotech, Robotech. Is, good, is good is good is a good meal. Yeah, let's look let's look back on hunks gone by. 
Uh, <laughs> that at Hunks Pass, the d- days of Hunks Pass, <laughs> days of Hunks Pass. You know, we think about crazy stunts, and and Air Enforcer and Sore oh. Loser, and the main one who who's the Sky Surfer One. Can't forget sliced ice, sliced ice, sliced ice, Sky Surfer One, Replicon, and Chronozoid, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the bad guy's name with the weird mustache, the robot man, Cybron. 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 Radioactive Cybron. And then we had Robotech. You know, we had our Roy Foker. We had Rick Hunter. Maximilian Sterling. Maximilian Sterling. Ben. And we introduced. We introduced one final Skyhunk in the final episode, uh, though you said Miria. her name and I've forgotten. Miria. Miria. Miria is uh, a very fun part of the show moving forward. She is an interesting character. Uh, I won't say anything because I want you guys to watch it, but um, but she's really cool. I like her a lot. Uh, let's see. And I can only hope epi- in episode 13 of the show that we don't watch Mid May is finally tied and quartered. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my head canon that happens oh god I, I will give you one spoiler which is that I hate to break it to you but Minmay is in the whole show oh so they don't they don't tie her up to a couple horses and pull her apart <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do in Game of Thrones South <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the spin off Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones South. Real, Real Housewives of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. This was, this was a lot of fun. We don't need to do yeah. any sort of like like Viking funerals for these shows because, well, I mean, I guess we kind of do for Ring Raiders, but, you know, we didn't finish Robotech. So, you know, there's more to come. We don't, you know, we're saying good, so long, so long, not goodbye. Yeah, um, I think, honestly, but, my favorite Sky Hunk of all of it it's that fucking half airplane wearing a jacket. <laughs> it is. Has stolen my heart. <laughs> well, oh. and it doesn't hurt that it's being piloted by the sexiest. It's, and it, it's not. It's not hard on the eyes either. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It doesn't yeah. hurt that it's piloted by the by the hunkiest the hunkiest pilot in the in the funniest plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless. Max. Max is Max is going to dethrone Matt in terms of our like our love for a hunk. Now, don't you he, he dare! Just... <laughs> How dare you talk shit about Matt? Look, we you know absence makes the heart forget, right? Like that's what they say. We haven't watched Digimon for quite some time. Matt is Matt's not on you my know, mind anymore. Matt and Gabumon are taking the Iron Throne. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Khaleesi. Once Gabumon strips out of his leopard print. Oh Do your Gabumon just saying things from Game of Thrones? I will, I will melt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I think that uh, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that's all we have for Sky Hunks. We're gonna do something totally different next week. We're gonna have a special. We don't know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be totally off the cuff and wacky, just like you expect from our, from these boys, these these Saturday morning Tuesday boys. And then we're gonna start a whole new arc in two weeks. So you know, it'll be great. You're get, in, you're in your loins. But Andy, I was serious. I want to hear Gabumon say, "In the Game of Thrones, you win or you die." <laughs> In the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. <laughs> oh, Gabumon, you slay me. <laughs> Wear my skin. <laughs> my skin is a coat. <laughs> <laughs>
say that. Well, hey, everybody. Our time in the parlor is over. We had to leave. Uh, we were well over our time allowed in the parlor, so uh, we have to, you know, pack it all up. We got to put the clothes back on. We got to put the game back into the box, that uh, throne game uh, back mm, in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just want to thank y'all. And we're pleased as punch that you could join us and that you could uh, take off your clothes with us <laughs> and listen to our whole Skyhunks arc. <laughs> Slither on over to iTunes and give us five good stars while you're there. And if you don't, if you already gave us your, your iTunes stars, why don't you uh, go to our website and click on some things? But you know, get a, get us a little higher on that Google search. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, you can you can you can leave us a note on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we'll be telling you what episodes we're watching. You know, well enough in advance. For you to do something about it yeah and i i can't stress this enough you guys can put your clothes back on now like we're not we're done like that that whole that whole deal that was no. kind of a we all went into a bit of a fugue state we came out my ac came out is snakes. still off and the listener is still nude <laughs> <laughs> they're, so they're in here with me speaks. we're all <laughs> <laughs> you're trapped in here with me uh <laughs> And uh, I, you know, thanks. Next week we're gonna uh, we're gonna be doing a special, and I'm gonna be fully transparent and honest with you. Not even we know exactly a hundred percent. You were what just we're doing. gonna say fully clothed again. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. We're fully. Yes, we clothed. have not picked our special yet, so stay tuned for the announcement if you want to watch episodes. Yeah, we tweet that shiz out the Saturday before the episode airs. Ba -da, ba -da, so, ba -da, ba -da. Uh, World Star. You heard him, World Star. <laughs> That's the end. World Star. World Star.